I like the respect that Islam promotes. I've always talked about how the religion that I identify with the most is Islam. Islam is always called the religion of peace, but the messages I'm getting, it does not seem peaceful. Like that's my honest reaction. The amount of people sending hate and wishing death and violence and saying, I'm gonna choke you. Like they're very descriptive. Like there's gonna be Muslims standing outside with baseball bats. They're, you're very descriptive about the ways you're gonna be violent. How can you still um, be a religion of peace? You think I can still convert or is it too late after the, the stuff I've done? Don't you know that when you accept Islam, Allah forgives all your sins. So if you right now were to accept Islam on the spot or tomorrow or the day after or next week or next month or next year, Allah will forgive you for everything that you've done. But I want to be very clear and say that we can't play games. We can't plan to get to 80 and then accept Islam after a life of sin while knowing it was the truth. Because that's like. just being arrogant, playing games with God. And I would say anyone who does that will very likely be punished on the day of judgment. For okay, chat. We are addressing everything. Today we have the three Muslims. Um, I've seen their channel before. They've said some positive things, some negative things. But I understand. I, I, I like their channel, to be honest. Uh, can you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, for sure. Yes. So we are the three Muslims. Um, I'm Rami. You guys can introduce yourselves, inshallah. Is, my name is Rami Hedip. And yeah, we have the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. Uh, we also have the three Muslims.com. Uh, we just have real conversations, unscripted, unfiltered, just candid. And uh, that's exactly what the video reacting to Sneeko was. And uh, I think he, he can appreciate that, inshallah. So, uh, first I want to play the clip one more time. I, I addressed it a lot yesterday, but I'm getting I'm getting a lot of threats. I'm, I'm being honest, yo. Religion of peace. The stuff I'm getting is is very, very, very violent. And you you know how you know how it gets. A lot of well, like I'm gonna slit your throat. I'm gonna come and find you. I'm gonna come to attack you. They're, they're even like racial slurs. But I I get it. It's a lot of people. It's the internet. It's the nature of the internet. But I do think that the, the clips were taken out of context. But I will learn. I want to learn why that was disrespectful. I want to show people why that was disrespectful, because I did not know. Uh, yeah. What are you about to say? I think an important fact on both behalves, right? On both halves, in terms of the people sending you threats and you yourself, is that in Islam we separate uh, the sin from the person. So we can accept that obviously what you did uh, is this is the sin that we dislike. Uh, and not the person, and that's what it is. As well as in Islam, you want to obviously say it's you're getting some crazy messages for the religion of peace. However, obviously we we separate the person from the sin. It's that same thing. So it's good on both behalves. That type of thing. You know what I mean? And you guys have seen the clip. I, I'm gonna play. It. I I could share the screen, but it's it's really short. I'm just gonna play it real quick for them. So they understand Okay, I played the clip. Now I can stop playing it. I won't do that again. Basically, and it was taken out of context. That clip, I don't know if you've seen the original stream, but I was actually reacting to 
acts of haram. I was act, I was reacting towards people who are walking around with their dicks out, people at pride parades, Western women acting like hoes. And so in response, I was doing uh, mocking the Muslim prayer sound. Can you explain to me why that's disrespectful? All right, so Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. First and foremost, when it comes to uh, mocking anything, you're always going to have people that are angry that that thing is being mocked, especially when you have something like religion, because religion is not just something that people adhere to or like. It's something that they identify themselves with. So when you have a go in that, and I know that probably wasn't your intention, right, as you just clarified, but when you have a go at something that is so dear to them and make it kind of into a joke, especially when it's out of context, right? you're going to have that kind of heightened reaction. So in Islam, we have various verses in the Quran that talk about mockery and that the people you know, in the past, they would actually mockingly say, you know, tell God to bring this punishment that you're talking about. The prophets would come, warn them about punishment, and they'd be like, okay, bring the punishment. Then Allah would. God would punish them. He would destroy them. And that's literally the end of them. You know, Ad and Thamud and these people that are mentioned in the Quran, there's no sight of them anymore. There's no remnants of them anymore. And other people, whether it's hypocritical Muslims or angry, hateful disbelievers, they'll come and they will mock us in our religion. And the Quran says on the day of judgment, they will be mocked. The last thing I want to mention is there's a narration from the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. And a brother actually reached out to me first and he wanted me to mention this hadith. And it's very beautiful. And I think it'll summarize how Muslims, you know, act towards a religion the prophet peace be upon him he said that no one will truly have faith no one will truly believe until they love me until we love the prophet more than ourselves our parents and our children so when we have you know any mockery of what the prophet and allah brought to us we're going to get more angry than if you were to mock me like if you were to sit here and call me stupid and ugly i wouldn't care but as soon as you mention something about our beloved prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, this is someone who we would literally die for if we lived at his time. The, the companions took arrows for him gladly, rocks to the face. They, they got beat up. They were stabbed. They were murdered. And they did it happily because they loved the prophet and they loved the religion. They love Allah more than they love themselves and their families. What was your reaction when you saw that montage? Bro, I'm so happy you asked because I wanted to talk about this, bro. I was so mad. Honestly, emotionally, I looked at it and we don't, we didn't know each other. We didn't talk before the stream. No. But when I saw that emotionally, I'm like, honestly, I was like, hell with this guy. Screw this guy. You know, he's being not just ignorant, but arrogant and, you know, making fun of our religion. Who does he think he is? That was my emotional reaction. Later on, when I calmed down, the logical side of me is like, you know, maybe he just doesn't know. You know, it's, it's just everyone's a product of the surroundings. And, you know, you, you're, you joke a lot, generally, I think. So... Mm -hmm. I, I, I make up fun of every religion. And b before you continue, I don't mean to interrupt you. But the other day, I had um, this guy, Nick Fuentes, on who speaks about Jews a lot. And I did the Hava, Havina, Gala. I was making fun of the Jewish uh, prayer song, too. I make fun of every race, every religion. I don't discriminate when it comes to jokes. But I understand. Uh, but yeah, just continue. 100%. And uh, that's when the more logical side came out. And I'm like, he probably doesn't mean for it to be disrespectful. And I know that you on your stream yesterday mentioned that you understand why it's disrespectful, that you won't do it again. And for me, that's enough. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, you need to say you're sorry. You need to say the words. If that's what you mean and you adhere to that, bro, we're chill. We're cool as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I was very pissed when I saw, especially dancing to the Quran, bro. My heart literally was enraged.
what's can you explain to me why that's wrong because i thought that it's music and i wasn't trying to make fun of it i i I was trying to poke fun at myself and like my ignorance to the religion because i I talk a lot about wanting to convert to islam islam has always been like i I talk about this all the time that's why i have moose on the top right Uh, i've always talked about how the religion that i identify with the most is islam I have Dave Chappelle is like, I have his autograph right here. He's Islamic. I have Malcolm X in my banner. I don't know if you claim him. He's part of the nation of Islam. I know that there's some differences, but I'm trying to make fun of myself and my ignorance and not fully understanding it. But just to, just to correct you, Malcolm X was part of the nation of Islam, but then he left and became a proper Muslim. And that's when they, that's when they got him. Yeah. What what was your reaction? uh, Fayed? My reaction, bro, was... (laughs) You were mentioning something about how you were mocking, you know, people that are woke, the pride parades, feminists. I understand that. How that related to mocking the Muslim prayer, I was, there was just a disconnect there. You know, maybe I didn't understand the link, but I mean, yeah, I would have the same reaction if anyone else mocked it. In one hand, I'm enraged like Rami, but I also understand the state of ignorance that people are in. You know what I mean? I don't think you intended to, to mean disrespect. So at the end of the day, a lot of Muslims will have hate. And will come at you sideways. And I'm sure you experienced that, bro. You DM me about that. But trust me, when it all comes down to reality, if someone repents, someone turns back to Allah, bro, who are we to, you know, put barriers in between them and Allah? We're no one, you know? Angel, can you answer this for me? Uh, Islam is always called the religion of peace, but the messages I'm getting it does not seem peaceful. Like, that's my honest reaction. The amount of people sending hate and wishing death and violence and saying, I'm going to choke you. Like, they're very descriptive. Like, there's going to be Muslims standing outside with baseball bats. They're, you're very descriptive about the ways you're going to be violent. How can you still um, be a religion of peace? It doesn't make it permissible just because people are doing it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. it's still sinful. Yeah. It's, um... At the end of the day, bro, like, Islam is known to be perfect, but Muslims are known to be imperfect. So, you know, as humans, bro, we're emotional. We act off emotions. We have egos. And, um, yeah, bro, most Muslims are very, very, uh, I guess you could say they have that almost like protective quality. So when someone is talking bad about the religion or they're, they're mocking you or they're doing something like that, they are very quick to stand their ground and say what they got to say, which, you know, a lot of times it could be seen as a bad thing, but in reality, like, look at all the other religions. Like, they don't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. So, in, in essence, it's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing. Yeah, there's, I, was, I was, when he first made the joke, I remember calling in the stream after, and I was telling him there's different moral tolerance between different people and different groups and those things. So I would tell him, like, look, with someone, they can, someone might be able to joke about someone else's mum. But to me, if you joke about my mum, I'm going to spark you in the jaw. And that's just how it is. That's just my moral tolerance. You can't joke about my mum. It's that simple. You know what I mean? So some people might be able to say, oh, it's calm. I'll just joke about his mum as well. But with me, that doesn't, that doesn't, I'm not going to let that slide. If I don't know you and you're going to make it your mum joke, my moral tolerance is that I'm just going to, I'm not going to let that slide. And in Islam, there's a different moral tolerance in that community. So the moral, moral tolerance is, all right, we're not going to let these jokes slide. Now, the moral tolerance in the Christian community might be different. The moral tolerance in the Jewish community might be different. But the moral tolerance in Islam is, is different to the rest of them in the sense that we're just not going to let stuff slide.
Yeah, but I, I, I do want to... Yeah, you want to go? I was just going to quickly say that I want to add to what Musa said, his point. And in Islam, if you sin, it's bad, obviously. But if you publicize your sins, it's another thing too. And it ties into what he was saying because the more you publicize your sins, the more you're open to it, the more you basically create an image of not taking the commandments of Allah, of God, seriously. Yeah. And I think it's important that we draw a line between the anger that people feel, which is good, which is right, which is justified. Islamically, we should love what Allah loves and hate or not love what Allah hates or does not love, right? That's a concept. It's called al-wala wal-bara. But the, what should be separated is the action itself. Just because I'm angry, you know, on behalf of my religion and Muslims and the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't mean that I can go and, you know, cut people up and, and threaten people's lives and when did the Prophet, peace be upon him, just threaten people's lives? The only time, the only time the Muslims got violent is in a state of war. When there's one nation fighting another nation. And even then, they had rules of war. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't even disfigure the face of the dead. They wouldn't harm any innocents, anyone who's not combatant and all these things. So who are you as a Muslim? Think about it. You're supposed to be an ambassador of Islam. You're supposed to, and this is actually the main reason I wanted to do this. Because I know there are going to be people who make Islam look bad. Muslims who make Islam look bad by being violent and threatening and all these things that Islam actually does not allow. In Islam, we're actually supposed to obey the law of the land that we live in by virtue of living in that land. Out of respect, we obey that law. So imagine you, a Muslim, just preaching about how you're going to go against that law and murder someone or cut someone, threaten someone's life. This is not something that the Prophet, peace be upon him, would do. Rather... A lot of the time, he responded to ignorance and intolerance just with the simple facts. He would tell people what's up. He would remind people what's going to happen if they don't stop doing what they're doing. And when Islam became a state, there were certain punishments for things, but we don't have a state. So we do what the Prophet, peace be upon him, did. And that's just have these conversations. You see, the brother is very uh, accepting of you know the fact that we find it disrespectful and he's respectful and uh, saying that he's not going to do it again. What more do you want from a guy? Don't you think that we should talk about how they took the clips out of context? Do you think in that situation, the context is important? I think context is the way internet, important. social, the, that, that's just social media yeah. for you, bro. Yeah. yeah, I think context is always important. And no matter what you're talking about, whether it's something I say or something that's written in like scripture. Um, so it's always important. But them taking out of context, like they said, it's just the internet. I think there are people, probably Muslims as well that just genuinely don't like you and a lot of the things you preach so they're going to do as much as they can to make i have a very large muslim audience i think that's why i'm losing subscribers i'm getting a lot of messages from these people i don't know what but i have a lot a message that relates to a lot of islamic people what do you think that connection is i honestly don't know i'm gonna be honest bro think you do not like the left and as Muslims, we don't agree fully with the left either. But it doesn't mean we're now far right. Yeah. But you know, you know, we don't fully agree with the right as well. Yeah. We have our own beliefs, you know. Yeah. I think there's also a line with masculinity and Islam, because Islam is very, very clear on a man and what a man should be. And we look at the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, as our role model. He had everything, you know, he was courageous, he was brave, he was also kind when he needed to be, he was firm and harsh when he needed to be. And these are all beautiful traits that a man should have. So I think certain things that you preach, there's a certain, I'd say, demographic of young Muslim men that love hearing about masculinity. And these are the same young Muslim men that go and listen to Andrew Tate. 
I really, I don't want to say despise, but really strongly dislike a lot of the things that Andrew Tate says. Really? And yeah, a lot of the things like it's, it's more so to do with the way he portrays Islam. And I, I know this is a subtopic, so maybe we can get back to it later, but the way Islam is portrayed with, um, you know, having four wives or, you know, how we treat our women. And maybe these are things he said in the past, but when Muslim men hear this, uh, for some reason, it gives them this, you know, is that this honor and they go running for it. But um, we can talk about it later, but I don't think it's encapsulated in the, in the right manner. I think some of the things you say as well, it falls in that category as well. But that, I think that's the connection to answer your question. So people like me and Tate talk too much about wanting to have four wives and it's, it's falsely representing Islam. That on, on how I can tell you have an opinion about that. Can, can you say what you're thinking? I mean, I think everyone kind of thinks like that in the beginning. You know, me, myself, being a revert, um, I kind of came from that ideology of wanting to be with multiple women, you know, spinning plates and all that stuff way before I was Muslim. And uh, then oh, when I got into it, You converted to Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm not a Muslim by birth, bro. I'm, you, I was Catholic. You, I was Catholic by birth, bro. Oh, me and too. then I became atheist. I became atheist for a long time. Um, but anyways, you know, back to the point, it's... When I got to Islam, I was like, oh, damn, like, you know, four wives on it. So that's all I could think about. But when you really start to understand, like, everything behind it, it's, it's not really how it's being portrayed, bro. Like, you, you have the uh, ability to have four wives, yes? But it, God says very clearly, like, if you can't be just and you can't provide and, and give everything to all of them equally, and just have one and if you can't even do that to one then don't even have one at all so get money and then you could have four wives it's more than money bro way more than money bro what else way is it? more than money bro being a man bro, being, it, being able to provide for a woman emotionally everything it takes to be a good husband so yeah being able to provide most of that is money i yes. think everything comes hand in hand with that and it's also it, it, uh, it could be seen as like self-improvement, but it's really not self-improvement. It's more so like um, Muslims know this because when you're when you're practicing, it's more like they call it you're on dean, you know. And you're on when you're on dean, you're you're constantly um, trying to get closer to the Creator. You're you're constantly trying to better yourself, constantly trying to purify your intentions and just be a better person overall, you know. And at that point, like that's the biggest thing that you can do. For a woman, you know, when you have a wife or let's say if a man decides to have multiple wives, like this man has to be putting in work. Just think about how much time and energy it takes to run a business, right? Or let's say run multiple businesses if you're an entrepreneur or something like that. Now, let's say you got a wife in the mix. But you, you, I know you understand how much time and energy a woman takes. Now, imagine a second one, a third one, a fourth one. Like somewhere along the line. That's another business right there. Dead. That's like two businesses. Yes, bro. You and then imagine employees. now you got kids. And bro, imagine you have three kids now. Can you have kids with every single wife? Yes. But now imagine that. Like imagine you have three kids with each wife and you have multiple business and you have these relationships and you have to focus on yourself as well. And you have to keep bettering yourself. And it's just there's so much to juggle that it's like again, Allah God says very clearly, like if you can't do this, then just be with one. And if you can't even do it with one, then just be be by yourself. What did you think about Charlie Hebdo? I don't know if you remember for context for the chat. Charlie Hebdo was a French magazine, a satirical car, uh, cartoon magazine, and they were 
depicted they were very intentionally disrespecting Muhammad and disrespecting Islam and trying to provoke a reaction and they ended up all getting shot up what did you think about that do you think that was just I mean if you the, uh, this is the same bro like if you go looking for something you end up finding it right so yes yeah they deserve not nah, I don't think it was justified I don't think it was justified but at the same time you play stupid game you win stupid prizes bro you know what I mean like yeah, no. that's what it is. I, obviously, yeah. it can't. It's not justified. I don't. I don't ever think shooting up an entire building full of people is. There's not a lot that can justify that. But you know what I mean. He, he played a stupid game. It is what it is. It's very clearly like there's a very clear reason as to why we don't draw that's the faces right. of prophets. You know what I mean. And he knew it. He knew that. Still went against it. It was. It was an inappropriate comic. Uh, comic as well. Yeah. There are people that are willing to and do that type of thing, you know? Fade and Robin, yeah, do, you bro, think just... that, do you think that was just Charlie? what happened to Charlie Abdo? Speaking, like, Islamically, strictly, the Quran and the Sunnah, the, the way of the Prophet, no, it was not justified at all. Especially okay. because we don't live in, you know, a land under Islamic law, right? Because if you, where was he? Was he in France? Yeah, he was in France. You can't just go murdering people willy-nilly in France. It's against the law of the land you live in, so Islamically, it's not justified. So you have to follow the law of the land in Islam? Yes, yes, you do. And if it goes against your religion, actually, there's a very beautiful verse because I feel like I know what you're going to ask. There's a beautiful verse where Allah says, basically, on the day of judgment, Allah will ask the people that didn't leave their, you know, lands with all this, what we call fitna, tests and trials and things that didn't allow them to practice religion. Allah says, was my earth not spacious enough for you to migrate? So if you live in a place where they don't let you practice your religion, you have to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. Faye, do you have any, what do you think? Do you think what happened to Charlie Hebdo was justified? Nope. But okay. there's always going to be more Charlie Hebdo's, bro. And how should Muslims react to that type of disrespect? With emotional intelligence, understanding that these people are ill-informed. Let's be honest, we grew up in the West. I grew up in Canada, Rami grew up in Canada. On was American. What we knew about Islam growing up, with or without being born into the religion is what we see in the media in the news so yeah can you have contempt for these comic artists and all that yeah but you got to understand where they're coming from they're brainwashed too they're programmed too and at the end of the day we represent islam khabib said this quote he said that non-muslims don't read the quran they don't read the hadith they don't do any of this but they go based on you they go based on what you do as a muslim we're ambassadors right so at the end of the day, was it justified? No. Okay. And also, I've, I, I don't know a lot about the Quran, but I have heard people say that the Quran says that you're supposed to be critical thinkers. And all the people sending me threats clearly aren't thinking critically because they just saw the clip and got outraged. Do you think that they are not following the Quran by getting outraged at a single clip and attacking me instead of attacking the greater message? Am I really the right person to go after? I think there is a right person to go after. I think there's only a right message to convey. And um, uh, conveying that message in the way you do it is very important. If you look at, for example, Moses, who, by the way, in Arabic is Musa, so I think that's very beautiful. But hey. Musa, peace be upon him. Allah tells him to go to the most vile person on the face of the earth, Pharaoh, right? He was vile. He was killing baby boys. He was a disgusting person. He enslaved thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Allah says, go to him and speak kindly. And to the very end, he was. He never out, you know, lost his temper and went crazy and 
did all these things. And another story I want to give quickly is there's a narration with the best friend of the Prophet, Abu Bakr. They were sitting together and a bunch of Islam haters came and they started cussing out Abu Bakr. Again, the best friend of the Prophet. Both of them stayed silent. They didn't say anything. And the same people, they turned to the Prophet and started cussing him out. And that's when Abu Bakr lost his mind and started yelling at them and cussing them out as well. And that's when the Prophet Muhammad just walked away. Peace be upon him. And when Abu Bakr, you know, later returned to the Prophet, he said that, you know, when you were sitting there and you were holding your tongue and you weren't losing your mind, basically, the angels came and they gathered around us. But when you lost your mind, they all left. And he said, I don't, I don't go to places where there aren't any angels. So that's why I left as well. So that's how Muslims should be. If it comes to a point where they need to hold their tongue and be quiet and not say anything, not lose their mind because they're too angry, they should do that. But when it comes to a point where you need to firmly and honorably speak the truth and say that we as Muslims will not tolerate this, then you have to take the action as well. And, that's and what, what is that action? Is that action violent? Violence? No, no. That's, it's not, it's, the only time a Muslim will be violent in the West, as far as I know, is if they're getting attacked. Okay. That's the only time violence is okay, it's permissible. In this case, it's this discussion right here. You reach out, you talk to them, you make a video response, you speak with honor, and at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And people will see the truth. People will see this guy's losing his mind, making drawings and being petty. This guy's being honorable. He's holding his frame and he's just speaking calmly, kindly, and firmly about his beliefs. And at the end of the day, people will decide based off that. Okay, is jihad, is that... And uh, is that a, a significant part of the Quran? Yeah, jihad is actually, all it means is struggle. People think it means holy war or something crazy. It's not. The definition war. on Google says, I, I want to quickly read it for the people in the chat. It says, jihad is sometimes referred to as the sixth pillar of Islam. Throughout history, sacred scripture has been used and abused, interpreted and misinterpreted. To justify resistance and liberation struggles, extreme, extremism and terrorism, holy and unholy wars. A lot of people in the chat right now, I think a lot of the Christians and people who don't fully agree with Islam are bringing up jihad and saying that it's hypocritical that Islam preaches that it's a religion of peace, but also has ideas of jihad. What do you think about that? I mean, I, with that kind of narrative, I see where the West will come from. But again, it's just a narrative that locks context. So to explain it more, jihad linguistically just means a struggle. You know, we have a prayer at like four or five in the morning. So waking up for that is a struggle. That's considered jihad. You know, holding your tongue when, you know, your family member is yelling at you, that's also, that's also jihad. That's also a struggle. Wars, fighting to defend your property, your land, um, you know, what, your rights, whatever it might be, that's also jihad. But what people do is they hold on to that definition, that example of jihad, and they make it the only one there is. And I want to prove to these people that Islam actually is a religion of peace with one or two verses from the Quran. It's in chapter 8. I can find the verse later. But it says a verse about killing the non-believers. And then it says, but if they incline towards peace, then also incline towards peace. Wait, so there's Showing a chapter in the, in the Quran about killing non-believers? There's one verse in chapter 8. It says, it tells, well, to give you context, this is to the Prophet and the Muslims at the time in a very specific situation where they were in a state of war already. And since they were not violent up until this point, God gave them permission to go and fight in the war. So he said, go kill the disbelievers, but... If they incline, they don't, he doesn't say if they surrender. He says, if they incline towards peace, then also incline towards peace. Showing that Muslims want to be in a state of peace. But if you're coming against us, if you're attacking us, we will defend ourselves. Okay. On Helen Fayyad, uh, someone donated at uh, JP said, ask about Quran 929, fight against Christians and Jews until they pay the tribute readily being brought low. What does that mean? 
Rome, Rome as it is. It means so, what? So the jizya is a tax that non-Muslims who live under Islamic rule have to pay. When the Muslims came into power, the Jews and the Christians, they didn't want to pay their tax, basically. So Allah commanded the Muslims to fight against them until they just pay this jizya. And by the way, as Muslims, we pay 2.5% of our savings, not income tax, but our savings towards charity. The non-believers, non-Muslims, they actually pay less than that. And they were feisty over even paying that towards the Muslim in the state that they're living under. So that's all it's saying. Basically, enforce your laws. And in return for them paying jizya, oh, we yeah. protect them since they live under Muslim law and Muslim power. We defend them. We protect their women, their children, and all that. It's not that they just pay that to like some high state power. Yeah, they don't have to fight our wars for us. Mm -hmm. Who do you think did 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> That's Most the inside well. job, bro. It was an inside job. I, I agree too. And I'm having a debate about it tomorrow, and which is really a little bit annoying that I'm getting so many uh, Islamic people sending me threats and everything. It's like, I, I've been on your side about so many things. I don't, I think that the American government was lying about it in Minecraft. I'm trying to, to talk about a lot of the stuff that you guys, all, all of you agree that it was an inside job. It wasn't actually Al Qaeda in Minecraft. Yeah. Controlled demolition. In Minecraft. Yeah, in Minecraft, in Minecraft. All you agree, yeah. even fan, you agree with that too? Only in Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> what kind of, um, what kind of um, oppressions did you face post 9-11? I'm not sure how old all of you are, but you probably noticed a shift in the attitude towards Muslim people during uh, the, the terrorist attacks and everything. Did you get looked at differently? Did it happen in Canada too? Yeah, 100%. What, what type of attitude did you face from non-Muslims? Man, just bullying in school, bro. Bullying I've only school. ever experienced it. I was born in 02, so uh, the year after. So I've only ever experienced I haven't seen whatever happened before. I was. I remember kids were like putting, like taking their t-shirts off and putting it around their heads, just like screaming, oh, I went better around going around all the schools, just like screaming it, pretending, and then stuff like that. They were coming up with some silly arguments like, my granddad died to a Muslim. No, 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 no. And then stuff like that. But, you know what I mean? I, I guess you're going to hear that shit. So I guess I, I'm kind of thankful I heard it from earlier when I was younger. So that kind of character built me a little bit to prepare. I want to know, like, Anhel's perception, though, of Muslims and 9-11 and all that. Because you grew up here as an American non-Muslim. I mean, bro, like, when it first happened, I remember I was in elementary school, bro. And I remember looking up at the TV, it was like some buildings like that had been crashed. So I heard what happened. So I couldn't really make nothing of it as a little kid. But as I grew older, I kind of like understood like, man, this there's no way that this this could have been this. Like I, I get it, you know, the Muslims, Islam is being portrayed as like terrorism, but it, it just doesn't make sense. Like two and two, it doesn't link together. How do you think Islam is falsely represented in the West? You said how or why? How do you think it's falsely represented? How I think in every way. Can you name a couple? What are the most prominent ways? Religion of violence, religion that oppresses women, religion that, I don't know, <laughs> hates gay no. people and calls for us to kill gay people. Yeah, that quote that uh, Rami read out earlier, where he where it followed up with, if they incentivize towards peace, follow on your end as well. The quote before that, I've never seen plastered so, for, so much in my life, where it's like, 
behead the non-believers wherever you see them and stuff like that. That's the that that comes before it, but obviously the line after is if they offer peace, follow through on your end as well. That quote before that though, I've never seen so many like in Brit in England we have a there's a group called Britain First, which are like there's they're supposed allegedly a Christian group. They don't behave as Christians, but they're allegedly a Christian group and they go around just being Islamophobic essentially. They throw around that quote so much. Like that's a complete misrepresentation. And that mm. verse itself is re relating to a specific event in history, in time, a specific battle. It's not even like a general like hikmah or wisdom for mankind from the Quran. How tolerant are you of the LGBTQ community? Pretty intolerant, bro. <laughs> so you say that uh, it's it's falsely, it's, it's misrepresented in the West because you don't hate gay people, but you're also completely intolerable of their actions. <laughs> See, when I said we don't hate them, we're not out here trying to crucify them every single day. We don't wake up with and, and choose violence or anything like that. But we with the LGBT community in the sense that they think this is how you should live. Morally, we disagree with that. Now, my personal opinion as a med student and all the research that I've done, it's not that they were necessarily all born this way or that it's a choice. I think that, yeah, a lot of them are born with proclivities. For example, a man born with feminine gender traits, right? And vice versa, a woman born with male gender traits. So growing up, they're going to identify as the other type. So just saying it's a choice doesn't really do it justice, but it's an internal choice. It's, it's an internal jihad. It's a battle. Hmm. It doesn't like, if you're born that way, cool. If you're, if you're a feminine man, cool. If you're a masculine girl, cool. But to do surgery and, and make all this money and whatever the LGBT is trying to promote all this i don't agree with that yeah. i i personally don't think it's uh i don't think it's a choice as to whether you're going to be gay or trans or whatever mm -hmm. but i do think that it's manipulation like obviously you're a product of your environment if it's pushed on you you're manipulated into yeah. believing those things and no one chooses to be manipulated you know what i mean so when people say to oh, oh so you think that being gay is a choice no i don't think it's a choice i just think you've been manipulated it's that simple you don't choose to be manipulated that's why i used to yeah i used to think about that too and i agree the environment plays a good factor but there's a huge biological factor too and what i mean by this is allah still makes a man a man and a woman a woman but the stuff that they put in our waters the stuff that they put in our foods the stuff that messes up a kid growing up inside a woman right it messes up the androgens or the hormones inside a growing fetus. And that itself is what's going to change up the kid's gender. And there's a lot of research to back this up. What would you do if your son was gay? Remy, I want to hear what you think first. Well, firstly, may Allah protect me from that and all of us. Allah, I mean, <laughs> well, say, say Allah will protect you from, but say your son turns 12 and says, dad, I'm gay. Well, the worst thing to do would be to kind of lash out, kick him out, and disown him and all these crazy things. Um, I would just kind of... Honestly, it's tough to think about, but I think what I would genuinely do at the time is sit down and talk to him about it. Okay, what does this mean to you? Why do you think this? And just explore it. Not explore it, you know, in any sexual manner, but like explore it in the sense that I think that he's going down the wrong path, that he was manipulated, like Musa said, and uh, do things that will make him more masculine. You know, go horseback riding, go, uh, you know, uh, arching, or if that's what it's called. So try to convert him, convert him back to reality. I don't, I don't like using that term because conversion therapy has a very bad connotation because like electroshock therapy and all that stuff. But essentially, for lack of a better term, uh, yeah. 
Okay. And all of you said you think that uh, Islam is falsely represented in the West uh, because you're not oppressive towards women. You could all agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, yeah. People are in the chat saying that there's a passage in the Quran that says you could strike your wife if there is a fear that she may disobey. Quran 434. You can, you can hit your wife if you fear that she's going to disobey. How is that not promoting violence against women? Yeah, so again, it all boils down to context. So the full verse, uh, what it says, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but it gives you three steps. It says basically if your wife is, you know, for lack of a better term, disobeying or not listening or you know, doing things that as a man you don't want her to do, uh, what's the first step? Uh, advise her kindly. That's the first step. Advise her nicely, sit her down, talk to her. If she keeps persisting in it, she doesn't listen, leave the bed. Know, go sleep on the couch or something. And if she keeps doing what she's doing, it says to darb. Darb does mean hit, but it doesn't mean to actually like beat her up. If you look at the hadith... Like a soft hit. I, I mean, it's more... Some scholars say it's more of a symbolic thing. because A we symbolic have slap? So we no, have no, no. It's just demonstration. We have something called talaq. Talaq is like kind of a, a sign of divorce. So what they would do is they would kind of like lightly tap the arm of the woman like this to show that he's getting pushed towards that divorce, towards that state. And my evidence for this is not just what, you know, certain scholars have kind of explained with the Quran, like early scholars, Ibn Kathir and um, um, what's his name? Um, Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhum. But uh, the Prophet himself, if you look at Aisha, radiallahu anha, the Prophet, she said, the Prophet never beat a woman or even an animal. And even the Prophet he said that you shouldn't do it with anything more than a miswak, which is like a little stick. So just a, just a soft hit. You can only hit your wife softly. Yeah, yeah okay. I guess you could say it like that. But it's mainly a symbolic thing. How is that not violence? Well, I mean, if I go and I do this to you, am I being violent? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's like a, it's like a, it's supposed no, it's... to be like a signal. More, yeah, more it's, than it's, anything. It's a demonstration, bro. Let's say me and Musa are squaring up, right? And Musa says something, he's trying to go too far. It's like, I'll just push him back a bit. Not inciting violence, not trying to square up. Just like, yo, just that's as far as you're going to go. Okay, but you see how you use the analogy, you and Musa, two men. Mm-hmm. You could apply that logic to you and your wife? Bro, I'll explain this clearly. All right, if you're trying to get someone's attention, they're facing the other way, you tap them on the shoulder. If you're not going to say, if you're not verbalizing, you oh, tap so him on just, the shoulder or like, it, it's a little tap, right? And and it's signifying like, look, if if I'm tapping you like this, just imagine like how I actually feel. Imagine what's actually going on inside of me, like what I what I want to do now. I mean, of course, that's violent. Thinking about it is violent. But bro, again, like we're human, bro. We're human. We're imperfect. So even someone who's outside of Islam, like you push them to the limit, like, they're probably going to want to do something to their girl. And I'm not inciting that. I'm not, like, justifying it. But I'm saying, like, as men, we tend to have higher testosterone levels. And because we have higher testosterone levels, if we don't keep that in check, we can become very abusive very quickly. And this is why Allah just put it in a very simple way where it's like, okay, well, now, you know, you have this signal here. And it's just letting them know, like, look, like, this is where I'm at. And it's signaling like, look, if it continues, like we should just divorce because it's not going to end up good. Okay. Now, again, a lot of people take this out of out of context. That's that's the big problem. Well, what's the right context? Well, look at the prophecy. Did he beat women? Did he beat his wives? Did he? Is there anything documented? Did he ever hurt animals? No. Eat your animals? No, beat animals. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to read the Quran. 
Also, you're saying that um, it's uh, a misrepresentation that women are oppressed. What do you think about the fact that in Saudi Arabia, women only have been able to drive until like very recently and they have to cover their whole bodies? Women clearly don't have the same amount of rights. It's it's clear in Islam that women do you think that women are inferior to men? Not at all. I'm pretty sure in Saudi as well. That's not real Sharia, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's that's not even a Islamic rule. I think that's just something they wanted to do in their country. That's Sharia law. No, there's no there's no country today. There's no real Muslim country today. We just call them Muslim countries because they're Muslim majority countries, and there's no country implementing Sharia properly. Yeah. Which country follows Sharia law the best? I would say none because listen, none. When, when it comes to Sharia, it's literally all or nothing. There's a verse in the Quran that says, Inna al-hukmu illa that there's no one who can make legislation except for Allah. So as soon as you introduce any kind of you know man-made, I you know, I want to implement this, I want to implement that, you've already failed. No matter how many of God's laws you're trying to implement, as soon as you've done that, you fall into what we call kufr, disbelief. Because you're now taking the role of God and making rules up yourself. And I would say there's honestly none that are even really close. There's, I think the po- the closest you could probably get is like some obscure tribe and like some, and then they can really do their own thing. Because even in like the way every country can implement any type of economy, just having stuff like mortgages, which have interest attached to them, or like even school systems and stuff like that, um, they have like in a school system, obviously you have to pay you have to pay interest on your student loans and stuff like that. And interest is haram. So you won't, I mean, so you can't do, you can't participate in any type of economy. So if I convert to Islam, I don't have to pay my student loans. (laughs) No, bro. Like it's, it's Hmm. the concept of interest is haram in Islam. So in order for there to be true Sharia law implemented, there can't be any interest. So that kind of disregards every country. Because every country has an economy that in- implements interest. What do you think about the fact that Musa is my editor and he has let me post clips um, disrespecting the Quran? It, it should is Musa as responsible as me? Should he is he a, a bad Muslim because of uh, he works with me? That's a that's an interesting question. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's up to Allah, right? He's the one who can judge. What do you I think? Can't... What do you think? Well, I mean, I think that I have no right to say, to be completely honest. Okay. I don't have, I don't know enough about Musa, his relationship to you, his life situation. To I talk to him more than anybody else, like morning and night, like it's the last person I talk to and the first person I talk to. It's like always business. As uh, from my perspective, and I'm not a scholar, so I can't say that definitively, but as far as I know, if he's advising you, then I think that's enough. Because at the end of the day, it's your channel and you're, he's, I guess, I don't know how you, the d- dynamic is, but he's kind of like your employee. So you're going to post these things if you want to, regardless of what he says or does. Mm-hmm. I think as long as he advises you, that's all that needs to be done. He did. He but, did immediately, like even right after the stream, he was like, that's disrespectful. You can't do that. He called me out first. May Allah bless you for it, Musa Habibi. Habibi? What, that means baby, right? <laughs> you just liberal him? You just liberal him in Islam? <laughs> <laughs> Habibi is like Damn, my... Musa, personally, I wouldn't get Habibi on stream like that. I'm 19, bro. I'm 19. 
What do you think about uh, uh, factions of Islam? Like the two people that I respect the most that are Islamic, like before I started streaming and everything, like some of my role models are Malcolm X and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is not a proper practicing Muslim person. He eats pork and he drinks frequently and he talks that he is, he's not a good practicing Muslim. And Malcolm X, one of my idols growing up, uh, was part of the nation of Islam before he converted. Um, what do you think about that? Can they still go to heaven? Well, the Prophet peace be upon him mentioned very clearly that 72 out of the 73 sects are people of the fire, bro. What does and that mean? A lot. Huh? Can you explain that? I'm a little confused. So basically, in Islam, we, we don't, we're not supposed to have sects, S-E-C-T-S, or sanctions in Islam. We're supposed to have just one real version of Islam, following the Prophet peace be upon him, and all the other prophets, peace be upon all of them, that have been sent by God as messengers and prophets to guide mankind. But people are going to take rulings, beliefs, and these ideologies are baseless a lot of the times. So you got a lot of people that are, for example, Ahmadi, right? It's a specific sect within Islam, and we don't claim them as Muslims. We don't believe they are Muslims because their belief system is not in line with what we believe to be Islam. So they're going to hell. That's not up to me, bro. Because I'm not the one that decides who goes to hell, who goes to heaven. But what do you think? Are they going to hell or heaven? No, you don't understand. It's not, it's not our call. It's and not our we call. can't tell. Okay. What it is, is the relationship between that person individually and God. So we are no one to make that call. As long as they're repenting, even we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even like, who are we to? We don't know the sins they have. We don't know the good deeds they have. And overall, it's a, it's a weight. You know what I mean? And we don't know, we don't know what they do. We, we don't know any of that stuff. So... There's like no, the one, day, no one for us to make that call. Yeah, like at the end of the day, a Muslim could go to hell. And someone who is a non-Muslim might be tried fairly based on what they got. And Allah writes in the Quran that we won't punish a person unless we send them a messenger. So at the end of the day, you got to put two and two together and realize if they're Ahmadi or whatever, another sect of Islam that isn't true to the teachings, they have innovations, they do things that are not Islamic. It's on a case-by-case -case basis. You can't just be like, oh, everything's so black and white. Just because they're not part of Sunni Islam, they're not going to go to heaven. You know what I mean? Are you all Sunni or are, you, are anyone Shia in here? No, we're Sunni. All Sunni. Is, is Shia the bad one? I, I Actually, let me not ask that question because I'm under here right now. But a lot of people are telling me that that's the, the more militant. There's a, small, there's a small portion of them. They... It's all down to interpretation. So the Quran's one story, that's it, because we have stuff like Quran Hafiz all through time and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, in terms of uh, Shia, they're like a, they're the smaller portion. Majority of people that believe in Islam are Sunni. So you think they're the bad ones? Can you distinguish the, the two, uh, Sunni and Shia? Can I distinguish the two? I, I don't know the no, difference. No. Rami, 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 can you talk about like how Shiaism started? Yeah, so I mean, so the Sunni-Shia divide, I mean, back in the time of the Prophet there was no such thing as Sunni and Shia. What ended up happening was there was a political dispute that changed and eventually became theological dispute, theological differences. So in Islam, we have what's called a Khalifa, which is like the Amir al-Mu'mineen, the leader of the believers, the leader of the Muslims. You can look at it maybe like a king, but it's, it's, it's more than that. Right, it differs and there are very specific responsibilities that this this Amir has that this leader has and there is a dispute over who should be the Khalifa at a certain point in time 
Some people were saying that it should have been the cousin of the Prophet you know, Ali, radiallahu anhu. Others were saying it should have been basically who it was, Abu Bakr, then this companion, then that companion. So it's just a political dispute, and then eventually it became a theological one. And I can go deeper, but I think that's a fair enough answer for now. Okay. They're asking... Um, did, you, did your contact fall out of your eye? Contact who? Did your contact lens fall out of your eye? Me? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th I thought you were. I thought you were saying some something in Arabic. No, I, my contact just fell out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just fell out. God damn. I think Allah's cursing me right now. You have to think positively of God, bro. Yeah, I am. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, so, someone asked hey, if the Jews and Muslims follow the Old Testament. Then what's the difference between the two? Well, I mean. Actually, Allah says this in the Quran, generally. He says, Woe to those who change the scripture with their own hand and say that this is from God. We don't believe that the Torah is intact. Actually, we know that it's not. Even, uh, I can't name one, so this is generally, you know, you can look it up. Uh, even Jewish uh, historians and scholars and theologians say that the, the Old Testament has been changed theologically. Not just one word of change, but like theological changes have been made. And over the thousands of years, there's no way to say that it's actually been kept intact properly um and that's not even talking about the new testament that's just strictly the torah the old testament so even if if it was intact maybe we wouldn't have to have islam and all that but i don't want to go down that line because you know there's only one reality that exists the old testament the torah was changed and because of that they don't have a proper clear understanding of what god wants from us so he sent the prophet muhammad peace be upon him and the quran to bring us back to the straight line and actually all over the quran allah says that this is just a reminder this is just a reminder. It's the same message Moses was sent with. Jesus was sent with. Noah was sent with. Um, you know, Lot was sent with. To obey God, worship Him, submit to Him, and basically enjoying good for, and forbid evil. That's it. And that's the same thing that Islam is preaching. Actually, Sneeko, I think you said in one stream that, um, I think I was watching this morning, a, a clip of it, that Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are kind of the same thing, just with minor differences. Yeah, and I actually appreciated that. I appreciate that. Oh, really? Because that's essentially true. That's essentially true. And Islam itself will not go against that, because all Islam says about Judaism and Christianity, and maybe even some of the other religions that exist, is that these were, you know, initially scriptures and prophets that were sent by God. But over time, the message got changed. It got corrupted. There were people who had their own agendas that implemented their own beliefs and wants and desires into the religion. And when it got to that point where it was corrupted, God would send another prophet. The reason Islam is the true religion, especially according to Muslims, is because it's the only religion where the Quran is intact and we can demonstrate that. We have the narration of the prophet Muhammad peace upon him himself and we can show the chain of narration going back to him. And we have Muslims who understand the sciences of Islam as you know, the companions of the prophet understood it, the early scholars understood it, who are practicing Islam for what Allah revealed it to be, not for what we or the liberals or the conservatives want it to be. What's the beef with the Jews? <laughs> There's no real beef with Jews, to be completely honest. Loki, I mean, the, the, the Palestine-Israel uh, conflict in Minecraft, I mean, we're all free Palestine, right? Yes. We're all free yes. Palestine. There seems to be a little bit of underlying beef from what I've, I've talked to people of all religions and there's always like a little bit of tension. What do you think about the Jews, honestly? And answer that question as if we're not on a stream right now. You guys want to go first? They need guidance. That's it. They need guidance. It's like, 
Every other kafir, essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, wait, Musa, where are you from, bro? Ethnically? I'm Turkish. Turkish? MashaAllah. Okay, I'm the only Palestinian here, so I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to uh, speak on it. I Free Palestine in the chat. Free Palestine in the chat. I mean, I mean. I actually tried very hard in the last few years, especially when I was younger and a lot more hot-headed, to differentiate between Zionism and Judaism and Jews, right? There's nothing wrong with Jews. Even Judaism is actually very close to Islam. And, you know, I can respect those, some of their beliefs and their practices for that because they actually, some of them try to be very true to what they believe the book says and true to God. So, and they think God is so holy that they can't actually say his name or, or write his name out, which, you know, I can respect that as well. The problem is a political one, not a religious one. And I think the more we make it a religious one, the more we fail to tackle the real issue, which is the basically an uprooted Palestine and the political, um, I don't want to say the T word on here, um, but it's what they call Muslims a lot. That is the Israeli state. They are you know, terrorizing Muslims, non-Muslims, even you know, uh, Arab Christians that live there. They don't even let, the same way they don't let Muslims celebrate Eid at uh, Al-Aqsa, the masjid, the mosque we have there. They don't let the Christians celebrate Christmas. They don't let them put the tree up. I think they like burnt it down or cut it down uh, last Christmas or something. And this is the political issue because they don't like the Palestinian people, not Islam as a whole. A lot of people are asking again, well, at the top, I, I want to hear what you think about, uh, think about the Jews. Anho, is there any beef? Man, I couldn't even give you an answer on that, to be honest. You think it's a stupid question? No, I don't think it's a stupid question. I just, like, personally, I just, I haven't really looked into it, just being honest. Okay, so, so Rami's like the, the voice of the Quran of the three of you. No, nah, no, nah, man, we're, when, when we're in it, we're in it, you know? Okay. I think, but I it's think like, I'm... we all have different dynamics. Yeah, and just like for this question in specific, I just there's a lot of things that I just don't have the time, and it's not that I don't care about it. It's just I haven't been able to like dip my toes in it. No. Okay. And so if oh, yeah. we if we were on stream right now and I asked you the same question, like what you think about the Jews, you would say the same thing. You'd be like, I don't have an answer. Yeah, exactly, okay. bro. Exactly. For the people who who don't know about your channel, can you explain the message of your channel? It's called the Three Muslims, so obviously. Your whole view on reacting to content is coming from a place, um, is coming from Islam. What's your point? What's your message with your videos? I Y'all think I can only speak for myself. The main message, the voice. That I, I try, <laughs> maybe. The, the main message I try to portray in Islam is that Islam is the only way to live. Islam is the solution to all problems, and I think that was kind of the route that I took with the reaction that we did to you and the Hamza beef and all that. You know, I didn't Lamza. want to just sit there and, and like, you know, act holy or better than anyone. Astaghfirullah, you know, may Allah protect us from this kind of arrogance. I just wanted to say that I was in a very similar state once. And that's because we're all a product of our surroundings. We all grew up in the West with liberal and capitalistic ideas. And that Islam is the truth. It's the way to live life. And it will actually make you not just a better person, but more content in your life. It'll actually make you happier. It'll make you more content. It'll make you more, I would say not tolerant in the way that you let people walk all over you, but tolerant in dealing with people so you can have better outcomes and social interactions and that stuff. I've noticed a lot of these things for myself. So I want people to see that not only, not only was Islam the pinnacle for like, for example, the judicial system we have in the West, innocent to proven guilty, even the jury system, these things were taken from Islam. You know, the, the money that the, the baby, the newborn baby gets 
when you know they're given birth to from the government the money they're given from the government that was started from omar which was the companion of the prophet peace okay. be upon him all of these things you know they come from islam and i want people to see that and recognize that so they can recognize that islam is the truth and accept it they got me <laughs> I saw your camera, like battery dying no nah, it's not battery dying it's just fucking cord all that stuff <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. While they're while they're getting me with the baseball bats, can you explain what's your overall take on my videos and my message? Do you think I can still convert, or is it too late after the the stuff I've done? It's never too late. Never too late. Oh yeah, Anhel, bro. You want to tell that story, man? No, I think I would love to, but you know the actual stories, like the hadith, way more than I do. So please. Oh, take it away. So, Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu is a person who, even today, some of his military strategies they're still implementing uh, because he was such a profound military strategist that he was the only person who actually caused the Muslims real harm uh, during war. There's one battle called the Battle of Uhud, which was a very tough day for the Muslims. People were saying that the Prophet died, which he didn't, peace be upon him, but that was the rumors going around. The Muslims, many Muslims, even very close to the Prophet, like his uncle Hamza, radiallahu anhu, he was killed in during that during that battle. Lamza. And, uh, no, 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 not Hamza. Oh, no, yeah. oh okay. Uncle, okay. uncle of the Prophet Muhammad. His name was Hamza. Lamza, yeah. So, it was a very tough day for the Muslims, and it was all because of two things. One, some Muslims didn't listen to the Prophet and do what they were supposed to, and two, Khalid ibn Walid, he led an army around the mountain and flanked the Muslims and put them basically pincered them. So that was very tough. Now, this is a man who killed many Muslims and led to the deaths of many Muslims because of these wars. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he actually, he knew that Khalid was a brilliant man. So he asked, he inquired about him. He's like, you know, where is Khalid? This man is too smart to not accept Islam. Like he can see clearly that this is the truth. And then later Khalid came to him and he said, you know, I killed many Muslims. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He's like, I killed many Muslims. No. How can I be forgiven? Can you please ask God to forgive me? And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, Khalid, don't you know that when you accept Islam, Allah forgives all your sins? So if you right now were to accept Islam on the spot or tomorrow or the day after or next week or next month or next year, Allah will forgive you for everything that you've done. But I want to be very clear and say that we can't play games. We can't plan to get to 80 and then accept Islam after a life of sin while knowing it was the truth. Because that's right. just being arrogant, playing games with God. And I would say anyone who does that will very likely be punished on the Day of Judgment for trying to you know, make a fool out of God. Astaghfirullah You guys are speaking like I, I can hear the peace in your voice and you, you follow the Quran properly and everything. But a lot of people in the chat are, are bringing up natural criticisms of Islam and they're saying someone asked like why one out of four Muslim Americans think suicide bombings are sometimes or often justified if it's so peaceful like I, I'm gonna ask the same question again why any again people are asking about honor killings and everything do do why is that so commonly supported if it's a religion yeah. of peace oh so, so so the thing is with scientific studies and and surveying you got to look at what the groupings were what the cohorts were if you go to a place where there's 50 people and all of them are for some reason ill-informed they're misguided they're not pro practicing islam properly and they believe in honor killings and all that you ask all of them 
right? Let's say 40 out of 50 of them say, yeah, I believe the honor killings are okay. And then if you go saying statistically, this means 80% of Muslims support honor killings. Yeah, that's not science, bro. That's not, not 25%. Hmm? It's saying 25%, one in four Americans. Well, Muslim I, Americans think that suicide bombing is justified. The study, you got to show me what the cohorts were. You got to show me who the subjects were. You got to show me what they believe in. Because in Islam, we don't believe in honor killings whatsoever. You, you also have to think about who you're interviewing as well. You're interviewing like Americans, which have naturally been brainwashed to believe that, obviously, through stuff like 9-11, that <laughs> we are people that do suicide bombings. That's, that's just how... They perceive it, you know what I mean? If you go to a country where maybe Islam's a bit raw, where they have like a dawn playing in the streets and stuff like that, like when it's time to pray, you go to them type of like um, villages and stuff like that, I'm sure the, the outcome will be significantly different. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I do want to jump in and kind of give a different perspective. You know, when you look at the Muslims and the Muslim suffrage in the world, like the Uyghurs in China, you know, the Palestinians, uh, the Palestinian Muslims in Palestine and in the Middle East, you know, Iraq, Iran, these places that were absolutely destroyed. They were beautiful cities once upon a time, but absolutely decimated by the West. These are hurt people. Even if they're American, they're still a Muslim. They still love their people, their home country, their, their hometown people. They're going to be emotional. And this is most likely an emotional response, not a religious or logical one. When you look at, you know, Islam and you read the text, you find there is no place for honor killing. There is no place... For bombing so why do you think bombing. it's so common compared to other religions it's that's the thing it's not it's not that common look at them the look at the last like 10 mass shootings or, or bombings but that, that wasn't done in the name of religion though that was done for men's yeah. like you know they, they went crazy there's more more often than not i, I don't want to like, bring up say something incorrectly but it, it seems like more often than not the honor killings and suicide bombings happen in the name of islam more than other religions it's just highlighting bro that's all it is like the media is highlighting this is like if, if you were to go back in time when you had the kkk right like this was a small group of people and now when you see christians you don't say ah oh, this is the kkk this is the kkk here no no because it, it's not highlighted anymore but right yeah. now we live in a time where in islam like oh it's just being highlighted as a terrorist type thing but it's not yeah. that way if you actually look into it it's like the it's like what they what they choose to highlight out of their overall identity. I remember when there was some like some guy jumped in a van and like ran over people in London, right? They identified the fact he was Muslim, even though it wasn't an act done in the name of Islam, or he never like it was never anything that indicated he was Islamic. It was just something that they further figured out for his identity. It's the same thing with a you know what I mean. If a terrorist goes and kills a bunch of people and then they realize he's muslim they'll highlight it in the headline but if a if a white kid goes and shoots up a school and they later identify as christian they'll put mental health in the headline so it's just mm -hmm. identifying different parts of it you know what i mean so but then also the terror in my experience like i've made fun of every religion every race the only um group of people that have acted so angrily and emotionally and, and was encouraging violence were were muslim people I've never had so many uh, threats before, and it, I've made fun of every single Musa can vouch for that. I make fun of everybody. Why is it that Islamic people are the only ones that have really been singular uh, that I can single out and say like, yes, they they want to commit violence against me because of a joke? Got different moral tolerance, bro. Intolerance. Yeah. So, so there's no correlation. Yeah. There's there's no correlation. It's all uh, misconception oh, yeah. by media. I'm, I'm 
why even have you changed the question? You said, why are Islamic people? It's, it's Muslims, bro. There's the Islam and Muslim are different things, bro. What's the Muslim, difference? The difference is one is imperfect, is flawed, is the creation. That's us, Muslims. And one is Allah, God, who's perfect, and his created divine revelation and laws on mankind, which is flawless. Basically, basically, Islam is the religion in the way it was revealed to be practiced. Mm -hmm. You know, God says pray five times a day, we pray five times a day. Muslim is just someone who calls himself a Muslim, someone who says they practice Islam. Is every Muslim praying five times a day? No. No, Does that mean most of them are. I think a lot of the people sending me threats are probably not perfect practicing Muslims. Is that a fair assumption? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Do all of you pray five times a day? Musa, I know, doesn't. Mm. Don't call him no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. We're, we're being honest on the stream. Nah, I'm, my average is like three, four. That's many things. I'm, I'm getting there, but three or four times a day. Yeah, well, I was traveling today, so I only have to do three, I think. But the combined prayers. Yeah, Musa, may Allah bless you, bro, and and Sneeko, as Muslims, bro. Our etiquette is to put a blanket over the sins of our brothers because we believe that on the day of judgment, Allah will put a blanket on our sins, bro. But TLDR to answer your, your previous thing, your recent video was talking about how, you know, the system wants to make us sheep and control us and program us and, and they don't want us to find the truth and they'll silence us and they'll delete our Instagrams and all this type of stuff, right? If there was a system, I'm not even talking about Islam for now, but if there was a system that would free us, right, that would free us from the powers above, that would not allow this wealth disparity where people are suffering and those elites at the top have all the money, no interest, right? Would they want to present that to us in a good way? Or would they want to vilify that on, on the media so people are scared to even look into it? Can you comment on the hadith? They're saying that um, the hadith means that the Muslims who change their faith should be killed. I don't mean to just ask you about, about violence and everything, but these are, the, these are the questions that are arising. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit curious after seeing the reaction um, to that viral TikTok. Yeah, there, there is a hadith where the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said uh, something along the lines of, if someone... If someone abandons his religion and betrays his community, then to kill him. There is a concept of uh, hadud, which is capital punishment for apostasy, but it's more than just, you know, not being Muslim anymore. It's kind of being, you know, non-Muslim in the Charlie Hebdo way, where you're going and you're inciting this kind of like hatred or, uh, for example, if someone comes and they say that something that is pinnacle, that's a pinnacle of Islam, like five daily prayers, someone comes and they say, this is no longer obligatory. You don't have to pray it anymore. What will happen Islamically, and this is outlined in the Quran, is they would be sat down in a peaceful, quiet place for three days, and they would be told, if you keep doing this, then you will be killed. If you keep doing it, you'll be killed for three days straight. And if they keep persisting in it, then they will be. But this isn't even necessarily the case, because in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, this is called the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. He made a treaty, a pact with non-Muslim lands, where if anyone basically apostates in the way that I described, which is basically like a breaking of a social contract, revoking, uh, revoking the citizenship, if you want to call it that, if that happens, they will be safely transported to the non-Muslim land to live there. So it's like a worst case scenario thing. If someone But it is, is a scenario. Worst case scenario, yes. But it's, but it's, it's, it's a scenario encouraged in the Quran? I believe so. Is it, do you guys know? I think it's... I think it is outlined in the Quran. And just backed up. By I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm like, I'm kind of passing out. So 
Sleep. I can't even comment on that right now. You're past, what's up with you? Why are you tired? Super late. I'm in France. I'm in France right now, bro. So it's like almost two a.m. It's it's one one thirty one thirty a.m. Bro, and I got that jet lag, man. What you doing in France? Charlie Hebdo says some shit. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, play, play, play. Nah, 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 don't make jokes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry again. Apologies. Bro, you just you just messed up the entire stream, bro. They coming back after you, bro. Riding out again. Fuck. No, Jeez, I, I bro. Done. I'm in, I want done in this. I was gonna Here suggest goes, getting, getting done. I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. You mentioned this a lot on some streams about Islam, and then if there was one religion that you identify the most with, would be Islam. Yeah. I hear this in a lot of stuff that Andrew Tate says, and a lot of people in the manosphere, it's always just talking good about Islam. If I had to bet on one religion, it would be Islam. But then they don't really do anything about it. So my genuine question to you is mm -hmm. where are you in terms of your views on Islam and your own personal journey with God? I like the respect that Islam promotes. And I think in the West, I agree with Tate. I agree that like you could, the, the comparison is that you could walk around uh, with the shirt that says Jesus is gay and nobody will blink an eye. Like, and I've heard, I've had one-on-one -on -one calls with people and they said like, yeah, I'm going to a party that's, that's twerking for Jesus. And I'm like, what? Gee, that's, and Jesus, like people being anti-Christian is marketed as, it's fun. It's something, it, it's like the rappers are all like having, a cro dropping crosses in, the, in, the, in their album covers and on screen. They, they use Satan to promote their music. It's, anti-christian in the west is a fun thing that people use it's an aesthetic choice but i like the fact that islam doesn't tolerate any of that and i i think that most islamic people have their heads screwed on properly where they have a sense of guidance that they can follow that keeps their morality in check whereas a lot of other religions and other um other um thought what do you like trains of thought it yeah it can it could derail you and i think a lot of people now use their political ideology as their religion they use lgbt as their religion they use like democratic party and it's just like that's not or they they adamantly believe in people and they, they worship celebrities and politicians rather than god and i think the best if you're going to follow something it should be god and in the west mm -hmm. it hasn't been christianity and i personally grew up catholic um just like on hell and Catholicism, I, I've just seen a lot of hypocrisies in it where like I, I, we have something in, in, in Catholicism, which is called confession, where you sit down and then you, you, you confess to the priest and you use and then what it, no matter what you did, even if you killed somebody like you, you can literally confess a murder and be like, and talk about fucking out of wedlock, any sin. And the priest will say, all right, say, say 10 Hail Marys. Ten our fathers, and you're good. And, and I sat in confession. It doesn't really sound like they're listening. I don't like it the fact that they walk around with a donation basket. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's the same with with the mosque, but like the Christian church doesn't pay taxes. A lot of people profit off of it. There's a lot of pastors, like even on YouTube, some of the most highest um, super chatted channels on YouTube are Christian pastors. And I've just seen the way that they flock to it. And it just seems false. And it seems like they, they worship a lot of false idols and people use Christianity for the wrong things. But Islam seems the most grounded and it seems like it promotes family values and conservative values and more than more than most people that I've, I've spoken with. And especially the people that I admire the most um, since I was a kid of all found is even people that did not grow up with Islam found Islam. People that I admire like Dave Chappelle, Malcolm X and I respect those people a lot, and I, I would I like their trains of thought, and I think that that's a good thing to follow. 
Oh, it's it's so not just the four wives thing. It's not just the four wives. But yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's no, 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 But that sounds good too. Do you do you believe in one God? The truth is, I want to more than I do. I think with my platform now yeah. and the way things are going on in the West, I think it's important for me to promote believing in God, and I think it's a good train of thought for people to follow. But there's a lot of people that listen to me, and I think that believing in God is the best is the best train of thought to follow. But I, to be perfectly honest, I want to believe in it more than I actually do. Why is that? What's, what's stopping you? Because I think that, I personally think that God is something that is, is internal. Like before, I've always followed the idea that God is love and that we, we know right from wrong internally. If you do enough self-reflection, if you have enough self-awareness, you know right from wrong and you can follow that. But religion is important and God is important for the mass population because a lot of people without it don't have a proper sense of guidance and that's when people start acting out of line. But I think I think you can find God, the idea of God is, is love. And I, I think I have found that without religion. And that's why I can't fully commit to a, a, a religion. And I, I really want to more than I, it feels like it feels kind of forced for me like i i can't i i want to follow these scriptures and everything but um rami was making the comparison to how i think judaism christianity and islam are all very similar i think that a lot of religions are just different versions of the same ideas different days to go to church the mosque the temple of uh, the church it's it's you know different hat what you what a, a woman can wear what like a yarmulke or it's all just different variations of the same thing be a good person that's what it boils down to the 10 commandments be a good person in christianity so yes it'd be nice to have rules to follow but i've always attained the idea that i can have those goods i can have those good ideas without religion and that's why when i uh disrespected islam by by uh mocking the prayer I wasn't afraid of the reaction at the time because I knew that it was coming from a good place. And I thought that Islamic people or Muslim people, I don't, I don't want to make the mistake. I thought that they would see the good intentions. I was trying to call out haram. I was trying to call out the actions that I see around me. So I thought that actual religious people would have seen, would have been able to see that my intentions were good. I wasn't trying to mock the religion. I was trying to mock the people who are acting out of line. That's why I was not afraid to do those jokes. I understand now when it's clipped out of context and you know i'm i'm up now people the stream is growing and everything there's a lot there's an active amount of people who want to take me down and my ideas and what i'm saying can be misconstrued but i feel i really have this idea that i am a good person and that i don't need religion but i think eventually it will happen and i've been an atheist for well not an atheist but I, i've left religion when i was very young when i was like 10 i went to catechism i went to church I, I had to get my confirmation. I was baptized and everything. I was told to believe in God. And I was sitting in church and I'm like, I don't, it's not, it's just not hidden. Like the priest is there telling us a, a speech every day. I, I think they call it a sermon. I don't want to um, say it incorrectly, but it's like, what does this priest even know? This priest has never fucked a girl. He's only been in the church all the time. Like how much can I really relate to this guy? I want to get some, I want to be outside. I want to start business. This guy doesn't know shit. He's, this guy's name is Philip, or his name is like Mark, and he's just he wears like a, a cloak, like a wizard costume every day, and he sits and he talks. But what the f does he know? 